supporting my site as well. Awesome. So Scott Miller, welcome, sir. Hey, Steve, you've, how's it going? It's going well, man. You, you've got a really, uh, I've got a really interesting view. That's that's for certain. Yeah, you you can see a motherboard right here. So, I, is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I mean, it's, the ones that I used to deal with were probably about double the size. Yeah, as, as we mentioned yeah, before, that, that thing report. is that I'm thing like, is adorable. Um, this is ten years. I used to build a system every six months ten years ago, but the last system I built is probably two or three years ago. Um, there's a kid that I know. He's stuck at home and he wants this PC built. Someone's given him this whole components list. I'm like, okay, I'll do it for you. So reluctantly, I'm building it. But I thought, I can try and build it whilst I'm speaking to Steve, kill two birds with one stone, because um, I'd completely probably mess it up as well. So you might get, I might get to be put the RAM in, um, but that'll probably be it. That's as far as I can get. The, uh, the cooler is just crazy on this thing. So. Uh, that's so so what i'm hearing is uh there's there's a good chance that when people are watching this they're gonna pick on you that's good that's what i like <laughs> any type of press any pr any mention yeah. of my name or it rock stars good or bad uh, this is the the philosophy that some of the the um the biggest leaders in power have doesn't matter what type of press you've got and it's all good press so yeah you can pick on me so yeah so i as i say i don't even know what slot this thing is so i'm happy i'm I, i'm used to getting picked on that's kind of the type of character i am i am i just kind of laugh it off it looks like a uh that one slot man i looking at the board here here's how i i just don't do like hardware like this anymore you know, someone says yeah. I need a computer. I say, me neither. No, no problem. I was just about to say I couldn't tell you if it's an Intel or AMD. Now that you put the Ryzen, I, I know which one it is, and that makes sense. You know, if it's for a kid, he's probably wanting to play some games. But more importantly, AMD is just more cost effective. I know that much, but uh, this, yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I really I couldn't tell you anything else. I couldn't tell you if we're on DDR four still. Like I, I couldn't tell you how many cores that CPU is going to have. I just, this, you know, this is I, no good, Steve. What are we going to do? This is the whole reason that you're we're linked up today, isn't it? I don't know what we're doing anymore, Scott. <laughs> I don't, Scott. I don't even know what day it is. It, yeah, it you, could be. You've Saturday. been doing a lot of videos. I, I was on your YouTube earlier on, and. You've been speaking to some heavy hitters as well. You had Rob. I was listening to Rob Ray from Datawan before. So you are, uh... yeah, that one we did on um, Thursday last week. Yeah. So, so it's April seventh, twenty twenty, quarantine day. Like I don't know, thirty six or something like that. What? What's now? No, Scott. You you sound like you're over in like Scotland or Ireland. Yeah, Scotland, UK. So, um, since you're in the UK, I'm not going to ask you your, your opinion or anything. I know that's a dangerous subject, but uh, I know that uh, Boris is in the ICU the last I saw. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, it seems like he was, uh, you know, going out and, and shaking hands, kissing babies in the, in the hospital. 
while while people are are in like quarantine for COVID nineteen, and he's in the hospital like all over these people, yeah. and and that's likely how he got infected. Um, <laughs> I have no a, idea how it happens, but yeah, it's kind of serious condition he's in. On a scale of one to ten, how stupid was that? Um, I don't think he was kissing babies or anything. <laughs> oh, okay. So maybe. Like and I, my, my, I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. So one of the issues we've got here in the UK at the moment is people are flouting the rules. So we're not we're not going heavy handed like Spain or Italy, where it's complete mm-hmm. lockdown. We're just being advised: stay at home. You're only allowed out to the stores for essentials. Um, and you can exercise once a day. But there's certain people that are flouting that rule. Um, and, um. My theory, my conspiracy theory is that Boris is fine. Um, he's just pretending to be sick um, to um, explain the gravitas of this, the situation that we're all in. It's like, oh, shit, Boris is, uh, um, you know, in ICU, then we really should be staying at home. So that's that's my alternative theory, but I know it's probably nonsense. I just kind of thought that would be quite a... I do hope he's okay, though. It doesn't doesn't matter what political party. I'm not political. I'm absolutely, absolutely. It, it really shouldn't matter. Like w- w- what your beliefs are, you you shouldn't really hope that somebody falls ill or or worse, right? Yes, yeah. that's never good. That, that never does anyone any good. So, how long have you been in lockdown for, then, Steve? So it was um, it was March. It was it was a Friday. <laughs> it was uh, let's see, our schools shut down uh, Thursday, the twelfth of March was the last day of school that our kids had, and I remember that following week we were already doing like social distancing, and then um, shortly after that, the stay-at-home orders went out. Uh, so, so here in the states, it's it's interesting because we're we're doing um, the the president, the the whole country, is not really dictating much other than you should probably avoid people, you know that type of stuff. Yeah. The 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 country is leaving it to the states to dictate what to do, and there's some problems with. Uh, you know, not all of the governors have agreed that, you know, this is how we should just do this. So there are some states where they still don't have any lockdown orders. And and so like Florida, I think last week finally did lockdown. Oh, wow. And and because because they didn't do a lockdown, and this is a state where, by the way, like 20, 21 percent of yeah. the population is over 65. I thought they would be first. Yeah, like Flor- Florida's where all the all the old people go to retire, you know? Yeah. So one in five people are over 65 in Florida. So so they've got Florida where, you know, they don't have any lockdown order until last week. And then there's my state, Ohio. Governor DeWine is just, you know, again, I'm I'm keeping political parties out of this, right? But Governor DeWine, in my opinion, has done just a fantastic job at trying to stay ahead of this, um, trying to be realistic, and and also just getting out in front of people on a daily basis and just, you know, updating us, you know, updating the citizens that 
uh, he governs. And I, I think because of that, he'll, he'll probably get reelected because people are going to remember that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how are things going over on, on your side of the pond? That's such a big uh, pond. Most people, yeah. Most, most people are uh, abiding by the rules. So I went, I went into physical distancing on the 17th, so St. Patrick's Day, 17th of March. So that was the last day I was in the office. Um, and the schools closed on the 23rd, so a little bit ahead of you guys. Um, but at the moment, if anyone wants to know, when's it going to end? So, um, yeah, there's different theories of when that will happen. But I am, I had my friend, um, got a friend, a guy called Richard Curry. He lives in China, so he moved there in November um, last year. Um, so he's been through the quarantine in China. Um, they they did the quarantine on the it was this I think it was the last week in January, and they're just coming to the end of it now. So it's, I think it's like sixty three days. Um, so everyone's all eyes are on China at the moment, Stephen. Seeing what's happening there, it's going to be a there's some discussion that the there'll be a second wave that might actually be bigger. Um, but we're just going to have to wait and see and play it by ear, I think. So did you, since you're a conspiracy theory guy. I'm not really. I just like to make them up in my head. Oh, okay. So so you don't actually, like, go looking for them and believe no. them all? No. Okay. No, I, I, from, a, from the marketing perspective, I'm thinking to myself, if I was Boris Johnson, I was trying to get my message across. Mm-hmm. Um, pretend to be in ICU. That would get your message across. <laughs> so that's just me with my marketing hat on more than anything else. So there's there's a, a guy on the internet. Uh, yeah. His name is Gary Sumpter. And and he he put one of those what if I told you kind of stories okay. uh, out there and and it's one of those crazy sounding conspiracy theories and it sounds absolutely batshit crazy to me but I love a good story you know yeah uh-huh. so so this conspiracy theory uh, basically basically says so what if I told you that COVID-19 is not real and that, uh, what is it, Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, however you yeah. pronounce it, um, uh, he, he made a deal and implicated all these people. And, and this guy lists off some, like, really big names of people that you just would never expect. He, he listed off people including Oprah and Tom Hanks, like the Tom Hanks, yeah. I'm sorry, but I, I don't, I just don't know much about Oprah, but Tom Hanks is one of those guys, like the internet has all collectively agreed. If Tom Hanks ever gets accused in the like me too thing that the, the world's just all going to hell because Tom Hanks is, is just the, one of the, the most down to earth, sweetest, most amazing people. I don't, I don't know much about him either, but Reddit has all agreed that he's a perfect uh, angel of a of a human being. Yeah. So well, so so yeah, this guy's saying that all these all these people um, have have been impl- implicated, and it also lists off 
uh, all of these all of these CEOs that recently stepped down, like the CEOs of LinkedIn, Salesforce, Harley Davidson, IBM, T-Mobile, uh, like all of these CEOs have recently stepped down, and that they've all been implicated, and they're they're going to get in trouble or or whatever, right? <laughs> um, so so I just I find conspiracy theories like that so so interesting and um i i don't know man it 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 also sounds absolutely batshit crazy like it's not true okay i just want to be i want everyone to know i don't believe it's true but it's just such a funny story to me yeah i i think that that, yeah you could make anything up about it really um i think the biggest thing though that people should maybe be thinking about is what's going to change because of what's happening. Um, I think that's where a lot of our thoughts should be going as opposed to conspiracies. Um, you know, in our in our space, in our industry, but just also wider in the general economy and the global economy, what's, what's going to change um, uh-huh. and what's going to take shape. So that's where a lot of my thought is going at the moment. So the the other thing that I'm, you know, other than when is this all going to end, you know, that's that's an obvious thought in my mind. And mm-hmm. and I think the only reasonable assumption is nothing is ever going to be the same again. That's the only reasonable assumption I've I've been able to to come to because okay, so so let's say we social distance ourselves for what a month, two months. Three months, you know, COVID nineteen is still out there. There still probably won't be a vaccine, so people are going to be scared to get it. I mean, yeah. But but then there's there's the other people. So, uh, I'll 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 leave it really vague. I know a guy. It's not me. Okay. I'm, mm-hmm. You guys don't know him. He's not an IT guy. But I know a guy who th- they recently posted on social media how, um, let's, let's see, they, they posted about how the CDC reports from October 1st, 2019 to March 28th, 2020, 55 million cases of the flu, 26 million medical visits related to the flu, 730,000 hospitalized related to the flu, 63,000 deaths related to the flu. Um, so that, that equals 10,000 people in the United States per month dead from the common flu. Uh, and and yet we we all need to hide in our homes because of the coronavirus. I I think that you know this this guy is basically saying germs are everywhere, viruses are everywhere, colds are everywhere. None of them are ever going to go away. So just stop being babies and and go out and enjoy your lives. Yeah. And I I think they're they're forgetting the fact that this thing is just barely started here in the United States. And I don't I don't know about you Scott, I'm a I'm a huge Apple guy. So I've got, you know, 
I'm running a MacBook, I'm running iPhone, iPad Pro, you know, I'm Apple everything. So I use Apple News, and Apple News has a special section for COVID-19. And um, in this section here, they have uh, a Washington Post thing that regularly updates. So with social distancing... We are at 11,000, seven shy of 11,000 reported deaths that are connected to COVID-19 here in the States. And again, this thing has just started and we're doing social distancing. So it's like, sure, I see your point of view, but at the same time, if we weren't doing the social distancing, this number could easily be 75,000 or 100,000 already because, you know, people are wearing masks. People are staying home. Kids aren't going to school right now. So I, I think that, you know, this is absolutely helping. It sucks. It absolutely sucks, but it's helping. No, yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is like, it's just, um, if we didn't have the social distancing, there'd be a big, you know, we'd overcrowd the the hospitals and the whole thing would just collapse pretty much probably. So I think what we're doing is um, correct. So how, how's your, how's your business been affected by it so far, Steve? So far, so good. Um, yeah. I've had a, you know, I've had a few members that had to drop out of Rocket MSP because they've had a huge dip in the number of clients that are able to pay them. You know, yeah. there, are, there are some that uh, specialize in uh, supporting nonprofits, uh, which, you know, nonprofits aren't getting much right now. Like, you would think people would be giving so much more because the nonprofits need it so much more right now. But with people out of work, they don't know when they're going to get money again. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's guys where, uh, they don't, they don't even know if their company is going to survive this. I am in a good place. My MSP, I have not lost any clients because of it. Um, I've got a few clients that are in the, I'll I'll just call it cleaning industry. So, uh, homes or businesses, right? So, Everyone wants clean right now, so they're good. You know, I've got one client that does um, interior design, and they're probably going through a little bit of a struggle right now. I worry about them. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm, I mean, of course I'm worried about losing clients, but I'm more worried about, like, are they going to survive? Like, I, yeah. I care more about them than I care about, like, me losing them because you know what, what's a you know a few hundred or a thousand bucks a month when we're talking about their literal livelihood and you know like i just feel like it's selfish for me to just worry about well if they close what are this what is this going to do to me like that that just sounds selfish to me you know the secondary yeah. mm-hmm. well that's good to hear that you haven't been affected by it yet. I guess yeah. you're, in a, you're in a good position for that. We've had a few members at IT Rockstars where 
they have left, but they've they've paused their membership. So sure, we can they can pause it for up to four months. So that's actually perfect for um, for our members. So you know, because hopefully within four months uh, things are going to be um, ticking again. Um, but that's yeah, that's all it is at the moment. But from IT Rockstar's perspective. Um, there's a huge amount of work that has to be done just now, um, and the main the main reason for that is because everyone's at home digesting content. So yeah, that's I'm I'm guessing that's why you're doing this series on YouTube at the moment. Well, uh, I'll be honest, that is what prompted me to finally get it started back up. You know, because I I don't know if you realize, but like I stopped doing the webinars back in like August last year. Yes, I know um, that. Yeah. And honestly, it's it's just because I um I was rebranding everything from MSP webinars to Rocket MSP and then I w- I was going to start back up and then I just kept putting that on the back burner. And I and then, you know, once this all started, I thought, you know, people are probably pretty bored. So now would be a really great time for me to to kick this off again. So why yeah. not? Yeah, I did see that that you stopped, and I was I was wondering in the back of my head because I'm thinking to myself, uh, certainly in YouTube, you were always there's there's not that many MSP centric YouTube channels out there, mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of traffic, and I, I saw that you know you got quite a number of video views. And I thought, well, surely that's I'm I'm guessing that's how you kind of built up a lot of your business in the past was through these YouTube videos that you did. It, it absolutely is. So it was probably foolish of me to stop for so long. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, there's a big part of me kicking myself. But <laughs> you know what? I, I think uh, all of this kind of happens for a reason. Um, so obviously COVID-19, the only reason it happened was uh, truly to just get me to start doing these videos again. That's the only so. reason that yeah. China obviously... It's- manufactured COVID-19 because they wanted me to do more videos. Yeah, they, that, that sounds like a plausible um, theory to me. <laughs> so so now we're on the same page. Now that I'm just making up conspiracy theories, <laughs> now we're on the same page? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So this motherboard, I am going to have to give up at this point because... That's um, hysterical. Otherwise, I'd have to go off camera. But as I mentioned, the cooler. So I have to put the bracket on for the cooler. Um, but I need to find out what slot it is, and I need to read instructions and things like that. So I am going to just um, come away from the motherboard now. So I'll bring my my screen back up here if I can do it in OBS. Oh, so, look at you! There we go. You're getting fancy. <laughs> yeah, look at this shirt I'm wearing today. <laughs> oh no, I just meant fancy because you're able to to like resize it like that, you know. But you know, regardless of if you're wearing a collared shirt or not, like. There are days where I record these and I'm just wearing like a t-shirt with Mario on it, you know, like who who cares what, what I'm wearing? You know, I, I don't think, I don't think if my shirt has buttons, my content is any better. And, (laughs) and let's be realistic. You guys aren't looking at me because you like looking at me. Okay. (laughs) That's that's why I also made this an audio only podcast because I know people don't want to look at me. (laughs) I am totally with you there. So one of the, one of the bits of content I put out recently was called how to effectively work from home. 
Um, and the first tip on the list, now none of this stuff's mine because I'm not a work from home expert. I, I, I mentioned that to our members when I put this content out there. Um, and, but the first tip is get dressed for work. Um, supposedly what this does to your brain um, is that it puts you in the mind that you're going to work. So uh-huh. um, the, the theory is that if you actually get dressed and have like a uniform or a shirt that you wear normally, and then you turn up to your desk at home, um, you're going to be in a far better position to uh, to work from home. And it's one of the things that helps with distractions. So a piece of content there that I clearly went against here, um, but that's from an expert, a work-from-home expert, and not myself. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you with the, uh, the shirt, Steve. So... I, I'll say this, that I, I do agree with you on the, you know, wake up and get yourself ready as if you're going to work still. I've found that on the days where I don't, where I just kind of roll out of bed and into the office chair, those are the days where I don't feel like I've accomplished as much. That's been me for the last three weeks. Well, thankfully, <laughs> I mean, I I work from home already. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. So So for me, like... The thing that's changed is is I've got more noise and distractions around me, not the fact that I'm working at home. Okay. So you've got kids. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, you, yeah. So I mentioned I was I saw that um, interview you did with Rob from Dato, and he's out in a separate building. That's what I've got as well. Um. That's what you need, Steve. You need like a separate building that um, you can get out. It's nice and quiet, no distraction whatsoever. So that's. I am uh, more and more. I'm thinking about what would it take for me to build, even if it's just a little ten by ten, like shed, and and get that's some type. Is is that what you're in? Yeah, it's it's like a log cabin. You have to excuse the mess. That's all. It's from the. It's okay. There's a nice recliner there. That's where I do a lot of reading, um, and then just some books over there. But yeah, this is a shed that's got network and electricity. So that's um, what I need. I I need that. Um, and I I wonder what it would take for me to have that. I bet it would be, you know, thousands of dollars and. I, uh, I'm to the point where I'm considering the investment. If you're an Apple guy, it's probably just a couple of Mac pros. I mean, I didn't, the, the joiner, the carpenter did this for me and he puts it up in a couple of days. Um, you just need to get hold well, of the, the right I'm not worried about the electronics part. I'm worried about the building part. Well, it's just all wood. So, but then you got to get electricity and network and yeah. Yeah, well, that the electricity network was pretty straightforward, though. You get someone that knows what they're doing. So, a couple of Mac Pros, that's all you need. That's the investment. I don't need Mac Pros, man. <laughs> I have a Mac, I have a MacBook Pro. A MacBook Pro, okay. Yes. You have to excuse my ignorance um, when it comes to, I use an iPhone, but that's it. Right. Um, the, uh, so the so the MacBook Pro is the laptop. The Mac Pro is that like, you know, it's the it's the desktop uh, that's designed for all the video editing and yeah. So you only need like half of one of them to get a log cabin. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for, um, I, I gotta say, UK, I was probably in my 20s when I kind of put all of this together. Uh, and this is going to make you laugh and cry all at once, all right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't realize that the UK was like an island or, or multiple islands, I'll say. I thought that like England was on the European continent. Okay. Well, that's, that's, you know, I, that's fully what I would expect from a U.S. cousin, you know. I, I, I know the standard stereotypical um, yeah. knowledge of a U.S. citizen and their geographies. Um, I, feel, I feel like you're kind of digging at me a little right now, Scott. No, it's, that's what I would expect. <laughs> So, so yeah, I, I, uh, but to be fair, my wife has a cousin who thought Alaska was an island. So, and and it's because on all the maps they have in school, like they don't, they don't show Alaska connected to Canada, connected to the U.S. They've got like Hawaii in its little box and Alaska in its little box. Okay. Which is even funnier because then it doesn't, it doesn't properly show like the true size of Hawaii or Canada in relation to the yeah, U yeah. S but, uh-huh. um, but yeah, so I'm not as bad cause I don't, I knew Alaska was connected to Canada. <laughs> I guess it just depends what map you buy. If it's going to show you, show you Canada or not. Yeah. So, yeah. And so it yeah, works. So, so the U the UK is actually like a series of islands, right? Or like, a, like a group of islands. There's two land masses. So there's the, the 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 biggest one is Scotland, England, and Wales, which are all together. Um, and then Ireland is off to the side, but Ireland's split in two. So there's Ireland, which is south, and then there's Northern Ireland, which actually belongs to the UK. Yeah, the and that's part. and that's the part I keep screwing up. I keep forgetting that. I I always forget. I think that Scotland and Ireland are on that one land mass. Yeah. And then the other thing that I screw up is I always think that Ireland and Scotland are above, not beside. I mean, I guess it depends on which direction you're facing. But when when looking at a map and looking, you know, north, uh, <laughs> Ireland is like directly west of like Dublin and Manchester are, are both almost on like the same line of, of latitude. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I always, I always screw that up. So, all right. So, so being in Scotland, what, what does that mean for you? Like, so you're a part of the UK, so you could just go to Manchester or London whenever you want, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need a passport to do that. No, um, you would need a passport to go to. Um, Southern Ireland. Um, okay. It's part of Europe, though, so you can usually just, there's no real physical, well, there's a border, but you can just walk through it. No one's going to check your credentials. Yeah, but once Brexit happens, then that'll change, right? Yeah, that's right. There, I don't know what's going to happen there, um, but there's talk that they'll have to bring it back to how it was 20 or 30 years ago. And 
and all of that stuff. But yeah, I can, you know, I, a few people have me on a blacklist, Steve, but most places I can go and I'm okay. No, hold on a second. Hold on. You said you're on a blacklist? <laughs> I'm just joking with you. <laughs> Don't do that to me, man. I'm gullible. <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm a gullible guy. Okay. I will uh, I will attempt not to joke with you then. Sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Apologize. All right. So so talk to me about, about Scotland. Oh, no. Wait. Wait. Talk to me about whales. Not the animal. Okay. Is Wales a country? And that's the other thing that confuses me. Um, Wales is a country, yeah. So what's, so what's the United Kingdom? It's the, it is the, um, the consortium. So it's England, Scotland. No, I know that. I, so the United Kingdom's not a country then, right? Well... It is. It's all of it, all all of them combined. Let me see if I can bring up my my map here. Well, I'm looking at a map. This is for your viewers. That, I mean, are people going to be seeing? Well, oh, here I'll share my map for you. There you go. Okay. All right. So, so I understand Northern Ireland, Scotland, England, and Wales are are what create the United Kingdom. Yeah, that's right. And I understand that this giant part of Ireland is not part of the united kingdom it's part of the uh european union and yeah I, and i also somewhat understand that northern ireland wants to leave the uk and connect back up with ireland some some yeah some well there's they're kind of split there that's why they had all of these troubles a number of years ago so there's um there's people in ireland northern ireland that think that they should be just one Ireland, and then there's other people that think that Northern Ireland should be part of the UK. So that's getting back to a, a political thing. Um, you'll have to forgive me. I don't know, but it's part of history. So there's a divide there in regards to opinion on that. Well, well, thanks to that uh, Peaky Blinders show on Netflix, I, I've I've actually heard of the troubles. You probably know more than me then. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, but they were they were only solved about twenty five years ago, um, which is insane. And it's about to get undone again. So, so I'm Aberdeen. So I'm top right up there. It's the oil capital of Europe. Of Europe. Yes. So if Scotland were to leave the UK, the UK would probably be hurting. Yeah. Um, that is the uh, the theory. Um, there would be a lot of tax revenue lost mm-hmm. um, from the UK government. But um, again, this is getting back to political matters. Um, there's other people that think we're probably better off together because Scotland's only got five million people. Um, oh, sure. And I'm not asking which which one's right or which one you are. I'm just I'm just stating simple fact of if scotland left the uk the uk would be out a a big chunk of money and and if scotland did that scotland would then likely want to join the eu which would have different benefits for scotland um and and that's you know just so interesting to me and then 
and I, I guess this is what I meant by a group of islands, because like all this is part of the UK. Yeah, there's a, that's like that's Orkney, so that's actually part of Scotland, and then there's Shetland, which is just north of it as well. Um, there's there's they're Scottish, but then there's talk in Shetland that they want to be independent as well. Um, so it's like, how independent do you want to no, be? You know? No, you go, said go this is the called... block and you're an independent country, you know? So so this is called Shetland? Yeah. Now, why don't I see that? Because it just says mainland here. Oh, here's uh, Shetland. Yeah, there you go. So is this whole thing Shetland? Yeah. Or just this so. little section here? No, it's the whole thing makes up the Shet. I think it's, yeah, Shetland and then Orkney. And then you've got, yeah, <laughs> other islands there as well. And then there's um, this Isle of Man. This, yeah. This does not look like it's part of the UK based on, uh, based on this red line being not around it. Yeah, they've got some sort of, uh, a lot of people that try and avoid tax, taxes go there. Or Jersey, that's another island. They are kind of part of the UK. But again, you're going to have to forgive me. This is actually where my geography runs out as well. Um, yeah, like Jersey down there, it's like closer to France. But um, it's, you know, it's more part of the UK than it is French. That's really interesting to me. And and what's interesting, you know, just because... I, and, and I, we actually be... have another island as well, further where? down. South of, south of Spain. Uh, it's called Gibraltar. So if you go down... That's keep, down here? Yeah, keep going down to the right a little bit. Like, yeah, you're going to have to go way down, actually. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so do you see Spain? Yeah. See Gibraltar? That is owned by the UK. No um, way. Yeah. And the Spanish, that little island there, that's UK. <laughs> um, the Spanish people are are really pissed off about that. Again, this is a historical thing. I don't know how long we've had it, um, but UK used to be owned a lot of places. It wasn't just well, that much places. I know. That much I absolutely. I mean, hell, there's UK also actually, there, me. is a, <laughs> there is another. There is another island. Um, it's not the Canaries. What is it? It's just off of Argentina, and we had a. We had a, a war about it with Argentina back in 1979, uh, I think it was. Is that like the East Indies, West Indies, one of those? It's, it's right at the bottom, right down the bottom of South America. Oh, see, see I'm not even thinking down here. Yeah. The Falklands? That's the Falklands. That's UK. Huh. So if you click Falklands, <laughs> it'll give you the wiki entry, and it's actually UK. Um so what um do they like speak english and all that too then or <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> i just know that we had a um argentina tried to claim it back back in the late 70s or early 80s and we had a war about it and and okay so so this is interesting so uh you know i'm in america obviously uh so i know that we have puerto rico which is yeah. here and um, Puerto Rico is not a state, Scott. Did you know that? Um, I thought it was a country. It is an island that is part of the United States. I never knew that. It is an unincorporated U.S. territory. 
Your geography so, is really good, Steve. And uh, and then we've also got these U.S. Virgin Islands, and then there's oh, yeah. the British Virgin Islands, and then uh, over here we've got Hawaii, obviously. But then yeah. you, you keep going a little more. Where is that little sucker? There's Guam somewhere. Yeah, it's down. Isn't it beside China somewhere? I know it's. So if I zoom out as far as possible, I know it's like here-ish. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That really narrows it down, right? I'm not going to there any anytime soon, so you're fine. Yeah, you're probably right. And then there's Samoa too. We have American Samoa, which is another U.S. territory. So yeah, we've we've got we've got quite a bit of just like random islands and stuff. And and I think the reason that like we still have these islands, for example, is because how else would we have I didn't realize American Samoa is so close to Fiji. <laughs> right over here. There you go. There's there's some random These are All quarantine right. destinations. Right? This is where but, I'd like to be. <laughs> but okay, so I mean obviously I'm pretty zoomed out, but look at how ridiculously kind of close Australia, Papua New Guinea, New Zealand, and then right here is Hawaii. And then yeah. over here was uh American Samoa, and then here's Japan. So that is really why we went out and got ourselves some islands over in the Pacific. Uh, because we we knew we needed some defense from Japan. We we never wanted what happened over at Pearl Harbor to happen again. Or at least that's what I remember from school, which yeah. uh, was so long ago. Uh, did you know Mexico is not part of the United States? Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm okay with um, U.S. geography because I kind of I, I was kind of half brought up in the U.S. My dad stays in Illinois, so did in the summer the, I used to go over to day camp. So the the reason I know that is because we're building a wall between the two. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, Scott. So tell tell me a little bit about IT Rockstars. What what are you doing there, man? So we provide the main thing that we do, IT Rockstars. We've been going since well, we've actually been going since August 2016. Used to be an MSP. For you. Um, we pivoted the company in January. It was actually December um, 2018. So just over a year now, we've been providing marketing services for MSPs and IT companies. Um, our core service, um, we provide content. Um, that you can market your IT business with. So it's white-label content. You can use it as your own. So you can put it on your blog. You can put it on your LinkedIn. You can have it in printed form. You can send out to your prospects and clients. That's the main thing that we do at IT Rockstars. That's what we're all about. But we can have like a formula that we use um, to get the best sort of bang for buck out of the content. So, so in a nutshell, that's what we do. So that's really cool. So... So you, you said you've got a formula. Talk, talk to me about this formula. Well, the formula changes because marketing is always a moving target. So okay. what's working just now 
won't work in 12 months from just now. And the main reason for that is because everyone starts to saturate these types of um, platforms. So the one that we talked about a lot in 2019 was LinkedIn. So the way it works is you have a prospects list potentially. If you don't have a prospects list, I always ask my members, okay, so your existing client base, give me the the 20% you you like working with. Who are they? What types of businesses are they? Um, and your job is basically to come up with a prospects list that looks like that. So, okay, you like working with accountants. What other accountants are in your town or in your city that are of similar size? Hmm. That becomes your prospects list. Okay. Um, now, so, the way that- so some of that stuff is, is almost like what, what you and I think of as like common sense. But yep. some of this stuff is hard for some business owners to think about. Yeah, because they're they're too stuck into their motherboard or their RMM to think yeah. about the the marketing and the MSPs that I've always um, that I worked with in the past when I was in a technical role and a sales role, marketing was always the last thing in their mind. It was always like an afterthought, just like potentially most of your clients where the IT support and services is always one of the last things that gets thought of. Um, it's the same for IT, IT companies there that, you know, marketing is always secondary or it's, it's down lower than the, the tools that are going to be used. So yeah, it's very much, it's a, it's a simplistic formula that works. That's really cool, man. So I, I see if I'm, I'm looking at your site here, let me put this in uh, 1080p mode here. Share my screen again. So your subscription that I see, um, I'm just going to scroll down and make it easy for people. You charge 125 US or 99. That is pounds, right? That's not euros. Yeah. We, yeah. we don't know these things here in the States. <laughs> Some All of right, your so, viewers will. I, I, I tease, man. I tease. All right. So premium white label content. So you are including four premium articles to educate the online connections. So where are these articles being posted as of today? So our members use them, as I mentioned, in various ways. You post them out onto your website as a blog piece. Um, you can have them as a LinkedIn article. You can have them in an email newsletter um, or you can have them in a physical printed newsletter that you mail out to your clients or prospects. And, and so these these articles that you're including, are they like basically the same articles everyone gets? Yeah, they're white labels. So the way it works, so we the way that we kind of, we lock down um, by region. So if there's someone, another MSP in your area, that's already a member, then unfortunately you can't get access to this because most MSPs are geographically based. They have a, you know, their client mm-hmm. base is a certain radius around where they operate. Um, so we can, we, we limit the content to a certain geography for each MSP. So you're not going to find that you're going to have two members in the same city that are going to have access to your content. So that's how it works. Um, content itself um, the majority of it is written by myself. So my experience, I used to be a senior systems engineer. 
um, 15 years plus 15 years plus of experience in that technical role. I moved over to sales about seven years ago. Did sales for a few years, which was fun. Um, and but my my passion is marketing. So because I've got the, the technical knowledge of the solutions and services that most MSPs provide, um, and I also have that sort of sales um, piece. When it comes to the marketing, I'm probably one of the best place to come up with the content. So, um, yeah, you get a lot more bang from buck from me than you would do by hiring a marketing agency that was going to come up with content for your blog or your or your LinkedIn. So, so. the articles that you're providing us, uh, you said they're white label. So are you are you giving us? Um, do you have like maybe an older example that that you'd be willing to show? I don't even care if it's zoomed in to where people can see the words. I just want people to kind of see what what is the format of one of these articles look like. Okay, let me bring one up. Sure. And the and the reason I ask is I just want people to understand, and I want to understand what what one of these articles looks like, um, just so I can understand exactly how I would be sharing it. Okay. So here's one that I'm working on just now. And this is getting back to what I mentioned before about being productive when you work from home. Mm. It's not all about the technology, but the mindset as well. Um, let me bring up my screen here. Can you see that word document? I can, yes. Okay. So we get, include a, a title, um, something that's going to get clicked. Um, so when it's in your LinkedIn feed or if you're posting out to another platform like Twitter or Facebook, um, you need a really good um, sort of call to action headline that's it is clickbait, but it's going to get clicked. Um, sure. Well, that's, uh, that's how things get clicked by being bait. Yeah, you know, it's uh-huh. no different from fishing. You gotta, you gotta get them fish to bite somehow. Mm-hmm. So th- this article here um, is broken down into it's five tips from um, uh, for working from home, and it's not about technology. So this is one of the this is a a massive thing for most MSPs just now. Um, whilst they're focused on the technology, and you've probably been extremely busy over the last two or three weeks getting all of your clients working from home if they're not ready, you know, getting the monitors in place, getting the VPN connections, even getting VoIP at home or whatever. Um, that's all a big hassle that you guys can solve quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but our job now should actually be looking at, okay, everyone's up and running from home and we're providing that support. But this is, there's this huge thing where people are maybe not as productive at home, and this is this is coming down from personal experience and the, the, some of the uh, people I work with. Um, it can be quite difficult, and it's things like if you have kids, um, what you know, where do you start um, in this this journey from working from home? So, at the moment, it's not about you shouldn't be trying to sell any of your IT services, technology, or solutions. Yeah, you can go and write a nice post that. Um, tell everyone about the the amazing benefits of Microsoft Teams or Zoom or whatever um, platform you want to talk about. But what that's what a lot of your competitors will be doing. Um, what you could be doing just now that would really make an impact is actually doing things like this. Um, 
talking about how to actually be productive at home. So in this article, we talk about some of the big problems from working from home. This is from my um, this is my personal experience here that I put in this article. So what are my top distractions? So news check. I've got when I've got to keep up to date with the news. It's usually the first thing that I do when I wake up. Um, then there's regular vi visits to the kitchen um, mm -hmm. for, um, in this case, and cookies. You, you wait a whole hour before you go back? And see, that's that's where it's great to not have a separate building, Scott. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can go every 10, 15 minutes. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah, it's a whole hour. Um, and then the, you've got your notification black hole. You do the rounds on that. Make sure you're up to date with all your notifications. And then you've got the joy, joy of having your family um, mm -hmm. um, as well. So it's like, okay, these are all the issues that we've got currently. Let's try and solve them. So this article, um, it's really about helping people. So it's about helping your audience. So that's the number one thing um, that I kind of instruct all our members at IT Rockstars. It's like anything that you put out there must be helping the audience so it's the go-to thing and it must be things that they can action on so it's not just theory or strategy but it's actually things that they can actually do um i'm very much a the type of person that likes to get stuff done um as opposed to just talking about it so um this is a good example though steve you mentioned you want to see this article dress for work as you can see i'm totally um uh, sticking yeah. to my own advice here <laughs> um, <laughs> so so I, so with with this like are these um is this like finished product here in this word document this one almost is yeah okay so so, so that's and that's why i asked because i mean me being uh the grammar police slash grammar nazi uh i see so many things that i would i would change um but if it's still one of those things that, like, you're just still, like, you, I actually like the way the first one was written because it looks like you you had, like, a brainstorm session. Like, here's where I want this to go. And then I need to go through and, and turn these thoughts into actual usable sentences and paragraphs. Yeah. Like, that's because obviously you, you don't check INSA. I, I assume that was Insta short for instagram so but but my point is i actually it actually gives me some ideas for how i should be writing things where stop worrying about what the completed sentence is going to look like just start brainstorming and and getting ideas down on paper yeah. just so that way then i can go back and turn it into something more beautiful so one of the other really useful bits of advice I've got for you, Steve, when it comes to marketing, um, and it's certainly true in the MSP space. Now, the first piece was obviously be as helpful as you can in your content. Mm -hmm. Second piece is it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, you have to be consistent more than you have to be perfect. Um, as long as you're getting content out there that's helpful, things like these grammar and spelling mistakes, whilst we do get them checked, um, you should be posting out on a regular basis. Now this, whilst with the written word, it matters more when you're on camera, when you're doing video, and that's one of the big things that I love is video marketing, mm -hmm. um, is being consistent matters more than being perfect, um, specifically with video. Um, and it's, 
it's a hard thing that a lot of our members certainly the the the, the academy we've got the MSP Video Academy um, is a hard thing for them to get their head around because they are perfectionists because they are usually have that engineering mentality where they have to make sure that this Office 365 migration goes according to plan because if they screw it up, um, then that could lead to a lot of problems. So oh, absolutely, where, where it comes to being perfect um, in your day-to-day -day operations, when it comes to marketing specifically with something like video, um, I should just get the camera recording and getting up there out onto the social feed is much more important. Um, and, and that's what I've been telling my members. I... Uh, so, so a lot of guys I've been saying, you know what, just get on camera, go, I don't care if you go live on Facebook or if you record something, I don't care if it's 10 seconds or 10 minutes, yeah. just make something. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't need to have, you know, intro music and, and end credits and, and, you know, your, your logo spinning in 3d. Like, I don't care about all that. As long as you have you talking about something helpful to your potential clients, that's the important thing you need to be worried about. It doesn't have to be perfect. <clears throat> and there's one guy who, uh, he's been killing it. He he's been making videos. I'd say like three or four videos a week and he added five to 10,000 in MRR since starting to do those videos in January. Yeah. There's, there's another guy who started, hello, Lizzie. My, my kitty wanted to say hi. Mm -hmm. um, there's another guy who, who I kept telling, dude, just make some videos. Here, check out this guy's videos. And, you know, he kind of like, literally copied everything down to the mannerisms to the point where he didn't even seem naturally like himself. Um, but at least he's doing something. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a big thing though. Just trying to get your head around. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. So the solution that I have got actually to the problem is that we have a 30 day challenge. So it, it involves going live to Facebook for 30 days in a row on video. Um, and the, the thing with live video is um, if you mess it up, you don't get a second chance. Really um, <laughs> the benefit to that is there's a couple of benefits, actually. So the first one is that you're, you're getting the content out there. Um, this, this, the second one is that um, you come across as much more human um, and m most humans make mistakes on a, um, well, if you're like me, probably every five minutes um, that you're going to make a mistake, but you come a lot across more as just more genuine um, doing a live video because you make mistakes, you make blunders, um, but you'll start to build up more of a, a, like a, a relationship with your audience um, when you put, you have these types of mistakes um, in your videos um, and when you start to build up that relationship, people start to like the videos that you're doing. Now, there will be a percentage of the people that will detest what you're doing and say, this guy's in my timeline again. I'm going to hide him. Um, there's other people that are just not going to notice you. They're just going to scroll right past you in the timeline. Oh, but there, will be there will be a percentage of people, though, that will start to follow you and they'll start to really like your style, um, however ridiculous it might be. 
um, like my hairstyle right now, I'm this um, stubble. Um, but that, see, they become I, they become your followers and your audience. So see, see, and I I feel like your your look right now is is like I don't know James Bond, like when he's uh, when he's up before he he gets the the hair gel in. I actually took my hat and I forgot to put it on, so that's better. You've, you've reminded me. You've reminded me now. Well, this is for my dad and my brother stay in Chicago, so I've got a bit of a connection to the place. That's really cool, man. Um, I and I, I think uh, your your points about going live are spot on. Um, I mean, even though these aren't live anymore, they're recorded. Uh, the only post production I do is try to clean up the audio so it sounds a little more clear. Yeah, and put my logo at the at the beginning and end. I don't, I don't cut things out. So, so, you know, me with my ADD moment for 20 minutes, screwing around on the map, that's going to be in here. Uh, <laughs> that's good. And I can't promise it won't happen again, guys. I'm sorry. So um, that, That's like the third benefit though, is the fact that most IT business owners that are going to be doing these types of videos, they, their biggest excuse is they don't have time to do them. So if you do them live, it's literally two or three minutes out of your day, and then that's it done. Mm-hmm. So that's like that's another big benefit right there. All right, so let's uh, let's keep going. So so we talked about the the content, the articles. So you you basically send out like a word document with the articles, so people can use those on LinkedIn, Facebook, other social media, your blogs. Uh, newsletters, printed things. Uh, they can send them to the local chamber of commerce and say, here's an article that you are welcome to put out in your newsletter to members, that type of stuff. What you're not doing is posting it for us. No, um, n- not yet. We, we do not have a done-for-you service. So that's why the price is so low. Um, sure. And that allows us to offer... Um, offer a certain level of um, service. So what what we do do is we recommend how to use it. So I mentioned places like LinkedIn, um, potentially Facebook, direct mail. Um, but what's you know what's going to be going out to the members this month is going to be we should actually be running webinars for your prospects and your clients um, on how to. Um, and work from home effectively. Um, mm-hmm. so that's we've got a whole PowerPoint template that's going to go out for that, so that they can just use that template and see how I run the these webinars, and they can take ideas from that. So then I see there's a sixty to ninety second explainer video. So this again, I assume is is I'm going to call it generic because it's not going to be branded. It's, it's a right. white label. Uh, it's it's going to have what? Like what? What is uh, some some explainer videos you might have coming up? Um, let me let me bring one up. I'll bring up a script. You can find one. The scripts go to our narrations. So um, our narrators, we do. Um, there's a U.S. voiceover, a U.K. voiceover, an Australian one. 
Uh, we do have a South African one as well for a couple of members down there. That's really um, cool. So the, the scripts go to them, um, but they change on a, a regular basis um, as well. So again, it's going to be an explainer video um, this month um, on how to um, work effectively at home. So it's very much going to take potentially what you see in that article that, article that I showed you um, in the Word document. It's going to take that, but then we're going to get we get them narrated, and then there's a video editor. I think he lives in Latvia. Um, he puts together um, a video with stock footage. Um, there's some after effects that go in there as well. Nice. Um, and there's a whole audio sequence that goes through. Well, see, that's that's perfect. That's exactly what I needed to hear. So what, what I'm hearing, I just want to clarify this for, for everyone, is you write some some articles. And then your explainer video is going to coincide with with one or more of those articles. And the articles may also kind of be related to each other. So that way you're almost running an entire campaign through the month, right? That's right. Yeah, it's very, we're very much finger in the pulse because we release content every month. Um, if there's, there's news that comes out or the current situation that we find ourselves in, um, we can keep it. Um, current and on trend and we don't try to be too much on trend so where we're maybe talking about for example working effectively at home we won't maybe mention the fact that this is because of coronavirus because in a year's time coronavirus might be completely old news so Mm -hmm. we try and keep the content evergreen as well but on trend at the same time that's fantastic and then i see a lead magnet as well so is this downloadable resource going to be um, similar to one of the articles you already wrote? Is it going to be exactly an article you wrote? There's, there's, a, there's, they change every month, the lead magnets. So some months they are a PDF, some months they are an infographic. Hmm. Um, we have um, one of the things that we released for our members at Christmas time was a, it was a WordPress plugin. Um, where you can embed the Have I Been Pwned search on your own WordPress website and the lead magnet is basically get people to your website to put their email address into that search. Um, nice. So there's various ones. The one that we have this month is a, it's a PowerPoint um, template that you can use to deliver um, a webinar on how to effectively work from home whilst dressed like a bum. <laughs> And then I see uh, we get some bonuses as well. There's a cyber search plugin. Oh, so this is the the thing that you just mentioned. Yeah, you've got a monthly master class. So this is uh, probably similar to what I do, where every month you guys get together in maybe a Zoom meeting, and you you just kind of talk. Uh, you might have a topic you're going to talk about and teach, or you might do a Q and A. It's a bit both. So we usually there's usually a number of questions that come up every month with members um, that have been with us, um, usually new members. But what's working most effectively when it comes to marketing? But we always have a Q Q and A session in there as well at the end um, with any questions that have come up in the month. So this is uh, 
this is really cool, man. And I got to say, you know, sometimes it's it's hard for us as MSPs or as business people in general to justify spending $125 a month on anything, uh, especially for the smaller ones, because I, I suspect it's the smaller ones that are kind of your targets. You know, the, the larger MSPs, you know, the ones that have 30 or more employees, they probably have somebody in-house that's doing marketing and sales for them, or they have maybe outsourced this to a company that maybe they're spending thousands a month and, you know, they're, they're getting more bang for their buck because they're spending a lot more, but they can also justify that because they've got, you know, a hundred thousand plus in MRR plus all the projects and hardware sales and everything else. So it's a broad range to tell you the truth, Steve. There's, there's, um, larger MSPs that use our contact, they've maybe got a marketing manager already that's really good at marketing, but they don't have a clue about the solutions or services that they're supposed to talk about. Um, that's where I come in. Um, so it goes down from the one-man bands up to the you know 30, 30 to 50 size MSP. So and we do have a couple agencies as well that use our content. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's you said you said agencies so if you hire a marketing agency to do your website for you Mm -hmm. um, and post out a blog post for you um there's a couple of agencies that use use us but it's an exclusive exclusive deal so they can only use it for that one customer gotcha okay so um one thing i've been dying to know since we started what mic are you using um, it's the Rode Podcaster. Um, Rode Podcaster. That's what I thought it was. So it's the one. So I've, I've, there's a guy. He's got a podcast called Mixergy. Andrew Warner. Uh-huh. Um, and I've, it was like the very first podcast that I got into back like ten years ago. Um, and Andrew's always used this um, this mic. Um, so um, I went and got the same one. He did a course actually. It was called Interview Your Heroes. And um, he, he, the whole course is about how to run your own podcast, how to get the guests in, but then actually how to do the research and ask the, the types of questions that your audience really want to hear about, and create things mm. like a create things like a story arc within your your podcast. So um, Andrew's quite a, a cool guy. So so that's really cool. I um I was this close to getting the uh the sure sm7b okay uh, because that's the mic that a lot of guys including joe rogan for his podcast uh that's that's like the mic you know is and it, what was that is it i didn't know that oh, sm7b yeah the sure sm7b that's yeah it's like a 400 hundred dollar mic I see that. um and it is it is truly a fantastic mic and then I watched uh, a couple of YouTube comparisons between that mic and this mic, which is also a Rode mic. You can see that, yeah. Uh, the Rode right here. It's a nice uh, and, size as well. And and you see, like, uh, it also, as, as it gets away from me, you see how you, you can barely hear me now. So this is a dynamic mic. I think yours is also a dynamic. I can never remember if the the more yeah, expensive. Is. I, have to, 
I have to speak into it. Yeah. So I like this mic because, you know, when my kids are, are out in the, out in the room or, or my daughter was making food earlier, you, you might've heard the beeping, but I mean, you, you just don't hear as much happening, uh, further away from me uh but this mic sounds really really close to the sm7b and this is a 100 dollars mic i think mine so, was about the same price i like it though your, is it an xlr input or is it yeah here's the xlr right here see that's um, why i like this one because it's just usb i can just plug it and i'd have to mess with something okay else. that's that's what yours is okay so there's a more expensive version of this that okay. looks kind of like yours. So, so the reason, like old, so the reason I didn't go with with um, I have I, I I used a USB. I I'm actually still using the arm from it. Um, I had a Yeti. Uh, what I think they called it the Yeti caster. So it it's the it's a blue Yeti. It's yeah. a USB microphone. Uh, and it comes with the USB cable and this, uh, this is called the, uh, compass. Uh, so this is a really nice arm that blue makes. And then it also came with the shock mount called the radius. So it was, it was like a whole package. And the one thing that I learned is that USB microphones, you know, they've, they've got the capsule, the part you talk into, and they've got the. Uh, the audio interface all kind of built into that there. So when you go out and you buy like a hundred dollar USB mic, what you're really getting is like a, a thirty dollar mic and a thirty dollar audio interface and a, you know whatever else. Whereas this, I had to go out and buy an audio interface. I um, and I bought a Steinberg. Um, just because I, I trust that brand, I, I use it a lot in music, and then I bought the hundred dollar mic, and now I've got a hundred dollar mic, and it it sounds so much better for me. Yours sounds great. I'm not I'm not picking on your mic. I'm just letting people understand the technology and and my thought process behind yeah. all this. Now your, yours does sound good. Mine's probably all over the place. I haven't adjust the levels or anything. Like I'm obviously no BS for this and it it sounds it sounds good, man. Um but but that's why I went with what I have because it's there's just a, a really, really noticeable difference for me on my side. Yeah. using using this mic versus the usb mic and the other cool thing is so i've got my headphones on um and usually i do this and i forgot to oops whatever um so the the cool thing with the headphones because i've got that audio interface i can actually mix in my microphone a little bit because i've got these these really nice beats headphones with the noise cancellation so i'm actually able to mix in my microphone a little bit so i hear what it hears i can Uh still hear myself but it's still noise canceling kind of the rest of the room for me yeah but i also hear so you know if if my kids do anything too terribly loud i'll also hear that which tells me oh crap that's coming through the mic i better hit mute that makes a lot of sense and that's I hear all of the experts, including yourself, say that you should really wear headphones when you're recording. Um, that's it's, something I don't do. 
it's it's helpful for so many reasons yeah i mean obviously it doesn't look as nice you know but you know because you you look silly with headphones on top of you um but i look silly already so who cares if i have headphones on or not um but but the the reason that i wear the headphones is they cancel out all the noise around me which again since we're we're talking about working from home I think one of the things that people really should be investing in right now is a really nice, comfortable pair of noise-canceling headphones. Because if you do have a partner or, or kids around and, and you're trying to work from home, even if you're not like doing Zoom meetings or, or recording podcasts or whatever, right? Even if you're just working, um, you should absolutely make it so you can focus on what you're doing. And you should also consider, um, I, I got this, you, you ever go on, uh, AppSumo, Scott? Um, I've been on that a couple of times. That's the thing that they give you like a deal on a bit of software, isn't it? Yeah. So they, they sell like lifetime deals to software and yeah. who's the guy that runs that again? What's his name? Scott? I, don't, I don't know. I don't think he's a very fat person, though. I don't understand why he called it sumo. <laughs> so it's it's like a, a whole company. They've got employees. They've got a whole team now. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so, pretty, pretty big. So the, the one deal I bought years ago was called Brain.fm. And Brain.fm is like uh, – it's like uh, – spotify or or pandora you you go to the website and you can play some music and they say they've got um patented technology that that they've got music that is guaranteed to make you focus within 15 minutes um And so I'll I'll put these headphones on and just play some of the weird stuff that's on brain.fm and and it actually I'm going, I'm going to work, Steve, I'm going to have to work that bit of advice now into one of my uh, pieces of content. Go for it. Because, um, yeah, I, I have never heard of Brain FM. So, and that's something that I could do with is um, something uh, that would help me concentrate. Yeah, man. Ch- check it out. I, I uh, I've I've been really impressed by this. It um, Sometimes it, it starts to drone on. Because like I, I only like a few of the of the things. So like here I'll I'll log in. I don't care if you see my, my email address. It's the password I need to make sure it stays hidden. So I'll just click on here, let me make a new share. I'm gonna try and share computer sound, which might make it so I can't hear you anymore. So we're gonna try this. Of course. To share your computer audio, please install the Zoom. So we lost your audio. I think when you share your screen, there's a little button down the bottom to share your audio as well. So you think you have to stop sharing. And then when you hit share screen, again, there's an option to share audio. Yeah, so I, I've got the share computer sound button here checked. Yeah. So I'm going to hit share. Let's see. Did you lose me again? No, we can still hear you. Okay, so now I'm going to click on this. Do you I'll hear use this? Computer as well? Do you hear this too? Yeah. So I love this man. Um, but but it starts to 
it starts to kind of drone on after a while. <laughs> like, cause, cause you know, depending if you've got the headphones on, like they recommend, it has like a wobble to it <laughs> and it, and it kind of wobbles between the ears. I'm so, going to check out. Hmm? I'm going to check out. It's, it's awesome, but just don't, don't do it for like six hours. Cause then you'll, you'll maybe go a little crazy. Okay. So, um, it rockstars.net, not That's .com. Right. No, someone, someone wants $5,000 for the .com. Um, and just out of, I know I, I could stump up the cash, but. It's the principle. And when I'm on video, like as I say, it's the main way I market my my business. I just say um, check out itrockstars.net. It rolls off the tongue now. So yeah, it's the doc. It used to be .co.uk. I've got the .co.uk, and I thought I really should have something a little bit more international. Good for um, you. So many members from all over the place. So I was like, oh, I get the .com. Um, maybe we should create a. Help Scott buy itrockstars.com. Um, so if you go on to itrockstars.com, yeah, it's $3,895. The price the went down. So what, what I was planning on doing and what I've done, actually, is I've tra- I'm in the process of trademarking the name itrockstars.com um, or just itrockstars, and then I can go back to this person and say, hey, hand it over. It's trademarked. Nice. That's the plan. So, so I wish I could see who owns, because uh, I've got rocketmsp.io. Okay. I, I hate that. I I want .com, you know. Um, but I I thought of the name Rocket MSP, and I was like, you know what? I don't care if .com is available. This is a fantastic name, in my opinion. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i i decided to forego the the dot com like i could get dot us dot org dot info and and all of those suck like <laughs> have you have you looked at um archive dot um org to see what the site used to be in the past you know i i never thought of that i uh, yeah i used to do that so you can see what Rocket MSP used to be if it was maybe an actual MSP that owned it. Ooh, you can a, probably get the person's name. There's a snapshot from July 19. Oh, yeah, it's only one. I've got there's one from 2018. Oh, it's parked on GoDaddy. Weird. And then 2018, there's one. Right now, it's not parked. Right now, it's like. <laughs> it's about to drop. Someone else is going to buy it. Wouldn't that be great? Because when yeah, I look, I, I see the registration expires June 13th. Okay, I'm going to go buy it right now. I will I sell murder it to you. you. I will. Okay, just to clarify. I'll sell it to you for $3,895. <laughs> Scott, we're going to have words, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you need to speak to a, there's, I know I've done this in the past. I remember back when I was doing break fix stuff back in 2019 and when I was really into laptops repair, 
um, I bought the domain name laptopscreenrepair.co.uk. Um, and the way the way it worked with the UK domains is they actually dropped and you could get you could hire a specialist to catch the domain before it drops. Um, so I think something like that probably exists for .coms as well. I'm not an expert in it, but um, there are specialists that would be able to help you um, huh. acquire it for a, a reasonable price. I will look into that. I um, I didn't I I didn't think about doing like rocket MSP.com. Yeah, and and I feel like adding a dash is a stupid idea though. Like that makes it more confusing to people. I bet. Yeah, I, th I think so. And it's also when you have to go and explain the domain uh, dash, it's just something else that you have to put in there. So. I think I was fine though. I mean, the uh, people are going to Google Rocket MSP anyway. They're not necessarily going to type the whole address in, so they're going. To, you, you come up first for that, so there's no. Uh, it's not a big deal. I I do see GoDaddy, who owns it, also has a uh, domain broker service. Yeah, so it's interesting. So when did you come up with the name Rocket MSP? Last year. Yeah. I just kind of, it, it just kind of happened. Why did you change? Uh, because I, I was doing more than just webinars. And it, it just made sense to not be called MSP webinars anymore. Okay. Because the, the peer group thing was, I mean, it still is, but it, it was really picking up. And people were, were really liking it. And they were like, so is this being recorded? Like, I kept getting that type of question. I'm like, I really need to change this name. Because obviously, right. when they hear webinars, they're thinking, oh, crap, I'm, I'm on TV somewhere. But when they, when they hear Rocket MSP, they just assume it's all private. Yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. Um... Yeah, it's. I I, I like. I, I just always remember his MSP webinars. Um, yeah, it does yeah. make sense that you went through that rebranding. I do like the new name. I'm currently I'm googling Rocket MSP to see I can find anyone that's mentioned that, and there isn't anyone that's mentioned it before you. So, and that's and that's the nice thing, you know, when you Google Rocket MSP, I'm all over page one. Maybe maybe I'll pop up on page one as well for Rocket MSP. Yeah, so I, um, we can do that. We can get you on the show. We can get you an IT rock star, Steve. Oh, okay. I, um, we'll get you back on the YouTube channel. We're we're going to be building up the channel, so we'll get you back on there, and you can own that property as well. It's not just on your own website. Cool. Um, we're going to be charging. This is a this is a theory that I've got, and um, I went round. I was at Datocom in uh, Paris in October. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I went around all the exhibition stands and says, hey, I've got this YouTube channel that's not really doing much. I've got I've got like 500 subscribers at the time. It's okay size, but I do have this big email list and this member base. Says, As opposed to having a, a stand and exhibiting your product or solution at a stand here at an exhibition, why don't you come on the YouTube channel instead? Um, and I think that's going to be a something that everyone's going to be doing this year. 
Um, it's coming on the, the they're going to be online more than they are anything else, so webinars and things like that. So um, I plan to get a lot of vendors on and probably something similar to you. I know you, you I think you're, you're, the, the previous videos you used to do is you used to go into quite a lot of detail on products. So Yeah, and I'll, I'll probably dive back into doing that. Um, yeah. The one I did with Cloud Radial, unfortunately, it didn't record video. <laughs> so annoyed about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably start diving into the products with people again. I think, I think it's, it's obviously it's, it's good to do that, but at the same time, I think, I think right now people are just so bored. I want to entertain them. Well, this is um, it. So again, coming back to my content. So one of the things I did back on Saturday was I ran my first virtual pub and we had a pub quiz. And this was between family and friends. And mm-hmm. everyone is so bored and they're like, well, what, what are we going to do? So I know how to use Zoom. Um, and I came up with a bit of a format for the night. Um, and whilst it's, it has no relation to the technology MSP space and the types of solutions that are being sold out there, um, a bit of content about how to run your own virtual pub um, for your families and friends or your customers. I like that. Well, we just know. So some other content idea that I've got. So so there's one thing I'm dying to know. Um, I'm going to share my screen. We're going to look right here at IT Rockstars on YouTube. How do you make your uh, graphics? Um, Photoshop. I'm a, so this is I'm, Photoshop. I'm a master of Photoshop. I've been using it for the last 45 years. How old are you, Scott? <laughs> no, I am um, Fiverr.com. I uh, come up with three words. I get the headshot of the person that's on the show, and I go to Fiverr.com, and they do the graphics for me. For and, and how much? You're, you're doing it for five dollars. It's a five dollars a graphic, yeah. That would add up don't, for me, though. Don't tell the vendors that, though. Well, well that, this is literally recorded. <laughs> it, it's fine, but well, it doesn't add up for you, and that's because you're not charging the vendors to come onto your channel, Steve. There's an idea. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't feel like I should be. So this one here in the top left, um, this is like one of the only products that I've actually. Um, like reviewed on the right. channel, and it had two thousand three hundred views. I think it's around about mm-hmm. twelve months old. That video, which is okay for me for my channel. It's not a big channel, but there's no one else that's really reviewing no before. Um, so, from a, a vendor's marketing department perspective, this is actually a really big thing that they could be doing that they're not. Um, well. And and for that kind of stuff, I would absolutely charge. For what you and I are doing, this I I, no, I, no. I couldn't get anyone to pay for this. No, but. I think <laughs> there's certain there's certain levels of vendor, isn't there? And I think sure. And I think uh, you have different packages depending on the vendor. Mm-hmm. So that's, and that's, and that's something that I I was doing for a little while as I was 
you know, I was actually reviewing software, checking it all out. And um, I, I, I really enjoy doing that. It's fun. That's probably, that's, a, that's where I'm assuming you have got most of your customers from. Mm, probably. Off the back of that. Because right. if you just look at like the, the view count, you know, and the fact that a lot of these products are MSP specific, mm-hmm. they're the only ones that are going to be watching it. Um, so when you do mention um, Rocket MSP, um, it's a bit of a, it's a really good channel. Um, there's no one else really doing it. So, oh, your audio is went. Whoops. You ever watch Unbox Therapy? Um, no, I haven't seen that one. Check, check that out on YouTube. That guy, he, he literally makes, I don't know how much he makes, but he's got like millions of views, you know? Okay. Um, that guy, he literally just opens boxes and shows off products and reviews products. And yeah. that was kind of what I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be kind of like the unbox therapy of MSP tools. There's no one, there's, there's no one, you're the only person I know that does, that's done it in the past. Yeah. Um, and, and I really do have fun doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I should, I should get back into it. I know. The vendors are crying out for it just now because they can't go to all these exhibitions. They can't do these events and pull them off themselves. They can't get their sales team out and about. So um, it's an opportunity, unfortunately. Yep. Well, uh, you've heard it here first, guys. I'm going to start doing it again. So all you vendors that are watching this, you let me know when you're ready to, to do your virtual conference. Yeah. On the on the Steve Taylor show on the on the Rod Rocket MSP. Well, it won't be a podcast episode. It'll just be a let's let's review deep dive this software. And if you want a better deal than Steve's going, come along oh, to your own stars. Get out of here with that. <laughs> you know, there's there's enough we each have our own little you know, niche if you will. There there's and these vendors have plenty of money for all of us. I know. There's there's like limitless lists. So actually some of the this is one thing that um I've been thinking about um over the last couple of days. So everyone knows Teams and Zoom. But mm-hmm. what about the the smaller guys that they're fairly sizable but they just aren't getting the media coverage? So it's things like uh Ring Central. Um I'm sorry, but Ring Central is not a smaller guy they are expensive yeah but why are they not why is it because they're expensive how come they haven't as much media as teams or zoom now i, because, I have a conspiracy so theory about zoom actually but that's a conspiracy theory is it that you think zoom created COVID 19 with china so that way your <laughs> stock would increase no i i think that someone put out bad press at a specific time um, um, in regards to the flaws that Zoom has and is working to fix so that they could buy stock. Um, that's my theory. Well, um, let's let's think about this realistically, Scott. If people are Zoom bombing you, which, by the way, I should probably start blocking these meetings, huh? You should just put a password on <laughs> the Zoom meeting. That fixes the problem. Yeah, I know. And that, well, the URL keep... the password gets hashed as well, so... Yeah, I know. No brainer. So, 
so with with Zoom for for me anyway. What what I've found is that if people are Zoom bombing you and and it's a school, it's a classroom, and somebody's naked bombing your class, that's yeah. newsworthy. So I mean, it's it's unfortunate, for, but it's newsworthy. As a solution provider, but the, Zoom even said themselves going forward, all meetings now require a password by default. You have to actually go in to turn it off, password. I did not know that. Um, no, they they put out a blog post just the other day saying, "Okay, we realize there's these concerns. We didn't, you know, their their kind of their market prior to what's happening uh-huh. was not everyone on the planet. Um, they had a a bit of a, a niche in a, at the enterprise market, um, and they go into detail on what the situation is, where they are, and what they're trying to fix, what they're fixing. So they're, you know, they, they, there is concerns." Um, but it could just be, yeah, it's just a, that's just a theory. There's other ones as well. Like, like one of the main reasons, you know, Microsoft Teams, Microsoft's offering like a free license at the moment. But one of the big drawbacks with Teams is because you only see the last four people that have spoken in the room. Um, and some of the clients that I've got, just being able to see everyone that's in the room, that's like that's a really good feature to have. That's what I love about Zoom. I yeah. Mean, I, I, I love that I'm able to be in Zoom, and if we had 30 people in here and all of their cameras were on, I'd see everyone. Yeah, and that's that's what's missing from Teams at this point. So Teams mm-hmm. even has a webinar option where if you've got an E3 license, you can actually run it as a webinar and have participants in, and it's a public URL that people go to. So they're catching up slowly, but certainly Zoom... Um, fills a bigger gap at the moment i think um but it's features for different things i don't want to get into that (laughs) for you all right well um scott i feel like my brain hurts man it's only tuesday and my brain hurts i don't know about you yeah i know i i've got this pc to build tonight um geez and there's Dynamic three sixty five projects that I have to write on as well. So And it's like six or seven o'clock there, right? Six or seven thirty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I feel like now's a good time for us to wrap up then. Um guys, check out itrockstars.net. Uh if if you if you want somebody to to make your marketing easier, Scott's gonna take care of that for you. Vendors, talk to me and Scott. Both of us will help you uh, do some really awesome reviews of your product so that way we can keep you in front of MSPs uh, and and MSPs talk to Scott for marketing. Talk to me if you're looking for uh, some type of peer group to make your MSP even more gooder than it already is. It's my proper English. Um, thanks so much for doing this, Scott. Well, we'll have to do this again sometime soon. It's a pleasure. I really like the format. Me too. I I just want to make it fun, man. All right. Take care, man. Take care, everybody.